The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome back to the final episode of Mobile Optimization Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we've been publishing an episode every day that covers what you need to know about the technical optimizations that will improve your performance and visibility on your mobile sites. Joining us for Mobile Optimization Week is Cindy Crum, who is the founder and CEO of Mobile Moxie, which is a mobile-centric set of tools and APIs that help SEOs gain better insights into their mobile site experiences. Outside of leading the charge at Mobile Moxie, Cindy is also the author of Mobile Marketing, Finding Your Customers No Matter Where They Are. And today, we're going to wrap up Mobile Optimization Week by discussing the future of mobile SEO. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Here's the last installment of Mobile Optimization Week with Cindy Crum, the founder and CEO of Mobile Moxie. Cindy, we are approaching the finish line. Welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Great to have you here. Happy Friday. <laughs> and uh, let's talk about the future of SEO and mobile optimization. We've talked about all sorts of different ways to optimize your existing websites, but you know, websites, that's, you know, might not even be a thing in a couple of years. Talk to me about where you see mobile SEO optimization heading. Yeah, I think that you're right. I think that websites, they'll always be a thing, but they might not be as much of a thing. And they definitely won't be the only thing that SEOs focus on. From my perspective, the future of SEO could look very different from what SEO looks like now. And to meet the demands of what Google's focusing on and and what we're seeing, we are encouraging companies to be more multimedia uh, because Google cares about voice-only search. They care about casting. They care about 
all these different things that may or may not have screens. And so that makes the ability for content to be shown or ranked with or without a screen, interacted with with or without a screen is much more important. So let's say maybe you have a Google Home and you're looking for how to cook a specific dish, let's bring it full circle and say tacos, mm. then you can say, okay, I'm not going to say it because it'll set off my devices, but okay, assistant, give me a recipe for tacos. And they want to show you a video for making tacos because the video might be more useful than just a list of ingredients and cook times, right? Mm -hmm. So if your Google Home knows that you have a TV also on the same network and it can cast to it, then it can say, hey, we found a great video with a taco recipe. Do you want us to cast it to your TV in the kitchen? And you can say yes. And all of that is voice search and it's content like the video that could rank in a desktop or a mobile search, but it also could rank without that because the devices are more tuned in to where you are and what your intent would be. Yeah, I think that the the biggest thing that I think about when we get beyond the mobile device, right, when we're not talking about having a screen with us, is that, you know, right now with SEO, position two is incredibly valuable. Uh, down the road, position two is the first loser. I'm going to argue with you and say that there's so much happening above position one organic uh, that position two organic has some value, but I think you've overstated it. Uh, the study from JumpTap shows that 61.5% of mobile searches don't result in a website click. More than half. More than half. I see your face. More than half. <laughs> this is why I turned the video off. Um <laughs> I agree with you in some stances. I would say that for position two, the 61% of the queries not resulting in clicks are things that are going to be very question and answer based as opposed to research based. My guess is... Why wouldn't you want to be there though? If you're a brand, you want to be there. It's not going to be the same for everyone. Maybe. Um, for informational queries, right? Knowledge graph type stuff, people asking questions. Um, yep you know, Wikipedia showing up and answering every question on the planet probably helps their business. Nike showing up when someone is saying, tell me about shoes probably has some brand value, but in terms of a transactional value, not having a click isn't great. So it changes the notion of searching for what's the best running shoe. Yes. There is absolutely value there as well. I think now when there is a query for what is the best running shoe, um, my and I, I'm not actually going to conduct the search. I don't know if Google is necessarily saying it's Nike. Nope. They're showing a featured snippet that's a roundup of reviews. So they're showing third party mm -hmm. um, opinions. And so the new SEO might be getting in those roundup featured snippets with links. Yeah, I so I'm going to backtrack a little. I'm going to agree with you. Yes, the 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 value of the second placement is less valuable than it used to be. Yeah. My point is that when we move away from having the screen that the value of the second placement goes from let's call it on a scale of 1 to 100, it used to be 60, now it's 30 because of the knowledge graph, it's going to be zero. Or, or or significantly less because voice search is going to present one answer. And chances are people aren't going to say, show me the next or tell me 
the next result. So even if that answer uh-huh. was your website, how is the voice only experience going to read your website and let people interact with your website? That's a bad experience too. Well, I think that that's actually going to be something that gets developed over time. And we've talked a little bit about it in some of our voice search episodes. And I'll give you an example of, uh, hey, Schmoogle, trying not to set off everybody's voice devices. I want tacos. Mm -hmm. And the answer could be like, you want tacos. He, do you want to order tacos from... XYZ restaurant. You want them from Taco Bell. And, you know, you're going to respond and then it's going to ask you a series of other prompts and set up a delivery for you. And so I do think that there will be transactional utility built around voice search. Yep. Hey, I want to book a flight. Okay. What time do you want to go? Okay. How about this flight? And maybe that just gets punted to a screen at first, but eventually people will just feel more comfortable with just answering a series of questions or setting their defaults and move to, I'm using air quotes that people can't see, but a one-click type methodology where a schmexa uh, order me diapers, right? Like that's done now, right? I, I feel like that experience will be improved with multiple prompts. And to me, that is the future of mobile optimization is getting beyond just informational into transactional without a screen. Yes. So tell me more about what you think in terms of mobile optimization and and what's the future? Well, um, so the future is going to look different. I think it's it's about putting the content that's multimedia, multifaceted out there, and then making sure that your content is integrated in the knowledge graph correctly. So for instance, if you have a business with locations and people are doing voice search from their car, potentially on their phone or on an Android auto, and you search for I want tacos, then it should show you a map result. If you're at home and you ask the Google Assistant, I want tacos, then it might want to give you recipes. Or it might ask you, do you want to order from Grubhub? Do you want a taco recipe? Uh, Do you want to find a taco restaurant that's near you? Absolutely. I think the context of location laid on top of some of the transactional stuff that I mentioned that'll happen with the voice assistant and also, you know, moving away from having a screen like that confluence of technologies and events is going to make a a really different experience and a much richer experience where Google is going to know where you are, some of your preferences and going to be able to sort of cut the line in terms of how much they have to ask you to be able to provide you what you want. Right. Which is exciting. And there's also a, a huge number of like privacy and data and a whole bunch of other concerns where, you know, all of these devices will be listening and know where you are at all times, which is maybe a podcast for another day. Sure. But I mean, from a user perspective, if they're getting what they want, a lot of, a lot of people don't care. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. 
Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So we're talking about, uh, you know, a lot of the the far off future of mobile optimization. Let's just take it back into something that's, you know, a, a little more near term and a little bit more actionable for SEOs. When we think about the future of optimizing mobile with the screen still being prevalent, you know, what are some of the things that you see coming down the pike for maybe the rest of this year? And what should mobile SEOs be prepping themselves for? Uh, I think speakable schema is a big deal. So even if you have a screen, you should be using schema and uh, making sure that the content that you have is getting ready to be ported over. So for instance, if you have an FAQ page, then you should be using speakable schema because I think that the speakable schema is going to help it get into the knowledge graph, help it get featured snippets and help it rank well, whether or not it's a voice query. Because remember, it's the same index for screen or no screen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and but Google wants to enhance the no screen experience. So they're taking the machine learning wherever they can get it with or without a screen. So if you're ranking featured snippets or if you're doing things to optimize for voice, then you're going to automatically be well optimized for screen-oriented searches as well. Okay. I think that's where, where you and I may have a disconnect in communication because I don't see these things as a separate effort. I think if you do well optimizing for voice, then you're going to be rocking and rolling on a, a screen-oriented device as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the I do agree with you. the The knowledge graph and and you know that sort of experience of bringing the first answer to people, whether it's on a screen or whether it's through a voice assistant, is powerful. So you know, I, I absolutely on the same page there. Last question I have for you for all of Mobile Optimization Week. Uh, Give our SEO community listeners uh, a, a little bit of an understanding of Mobile Moxie, how people can get in touch with you. What are some of the ways that you're helping people? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we believe very strongly in the problems created by the the data that I was mentioning with the 61% of no clicks. So people are using data based on... I think the the right number is 38.5%. If we would go back and look at the original data, 38.5%. So if you're using any kind of analytics platform other than Search Console, then you're making big, big decisions based on only 38.5% of the data. You're missing any kind of analytics on the searches that happened that didn't generate a click because those platforms only show you post-click results. And so we, to rectify that, and because a lot of the platforms also don't do a good job of separating out 
how a mobile device, a specific device might change the search result or a location, a very specific like down to the physical address might change the location. Because you know, if you walk a block or two, the search result changes. So we've built a tool set that allows you to test with real user agents, real GPS data, and see what a real search result looks like so that you can know where if you're not getting the clicks where they're going. And then we also set it up where you can run the same query over time because the worst thing that happens as an SEO is you see something new in your mobile search result and you're like, hey, there's this new thing called found on the web and it's taking up all this room and there's all these people also asked and there's a new knowledge graph. This wasn't here last week, was it? And everyone's like, I don't know. <laughs> and you're like, well, it's going to impact search because we were ranking number one and we're still ranking number one according to all the software. But now we're halfway down the page. Yeah. And there's all this stuff with colorful pictures up there. Yeah. I think that the understanding of real estate, the knowledge graph and the, the sort of position zero content yep. um, is becoming more of the game and, and mostly with mobile where the real estate is so scarce. But position zero, it's important to know, position zero isn't position zero only anymore. Google's putting what we're calling hosted inclusions, which are knowledge graph, map pack, app pack, people also ask, found on the web, interesting finds, interesting finds near you. These are all hosted inclusions of stuff that Google has scraped and cached, and they're putting in the middle of the results and at the bottom of the results too. The blue links are getting crowded out and the blue links are boring compared to these hosted inclusions that almost always include pictures. Yeah, I think that the, the my, my biggest takeaway from mobile optimization week is that the connection between the knowledge graph, position zero, mobile optimization, all of these things are pointing a direction towards the future and Google moving away from the screen and moving towards a single answer, more of a question and answer experience. And, you know, mobile search and some of the optimizations related to it are a big part of that. Absolutely. Right. And APIs, product APIs, indexing APIs, they don't want to crawl. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Cindy, I appreciate you taking all this time to be our guest and walking us through the complicated topics of technical mobile optimization. Thanks again for being our guest on Mobile Optimization Week. Thanks for having me. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversations with Cindy Crum, the founder and CEO of Mobile Moxie. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Cindy, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter where her handle is Suzix, S-U-Z-Z-I-C-K-S. Or you can visit her company's website, which is mobilemoxie.com. And Cindy is kind enough to offer all of our listeners a free month off of Mobile Moxie when you use the promo code SEARCHMETRICS in all caps. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs. 
because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to talk about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap. It's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you're interested in learning more about how to use search data to boost your organic traffic, online visibility, or to gain competitive insights, head over to searchmetrics.com slash diagnostic for your complimentary advisory session with our digital strategies team. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed next week. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this show and you're feeling generous, we'd be honored for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for this week. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.